thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How's that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a awarded the number one best overall mattress uh pick of 2019 by gq and wired so it's not just us cool gq and wired likes them too yeah and i'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can wait it doesn't matter who's who's yeah that that part doesn't matter all right sure you just go to helix yeah yeah just go to helixsleep.com slash if i were you you take that two minute sleep quiz you don't necessarily have to get into a Mm -hmm. fight with anybody while you're doing just take that two minute quiz but some people (laughs) some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes that's part of the issue okay yeah they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life and now Right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash if I were you for up to $200 off. Damn. Thank you, Helix. Yes! That was tight. That was really tight, actually. That was punk, I think. Uh, yeah, I actually liked it a lot. <laughs> hey, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. I'm Amir. And I'm Jake. And we have our most special guest ever so far. Well, I mean, this this and Allison Williams is really up Jeez, there. this is you your are my second <laughs> favorite. You are my second favorite guest. We're joined today by Jake's mom, Laura. Hey, how are you? Is it okay that I say Laura? <laughs> Absolutely, Amelia. Should I call you Miss Hurwitz? No. What about no. Mrs. Hurwitz? Because no, you're married. No, please yeah. don't. My dad doesn't want. My dad doesn't want you to call him Miss Hurwitz. Act some sexy school teacher. How dare you? What is this? Your dad's actually. Am in I this interrupting? Shed. <laughs> We're, we're recording this from a shed in the backyard of Jake's parents' home in New Haven, Connecticut. Yes, I don't think my mom has ever actually spent a lot of time in the shed, though. No. My brother and I have raged here <laughs> quite a few times. It's super uncomfortable, this actually, a, for me to be in here. This I, is a no adults allowed zone, it looks like. Yeah, there's just PBR cans strung up on the ceiling like Christmas lights. There's a, there's looks like what, half of a bong over there. This is, a, all, this is all Micah's stuff, by the way, not mine. Is it, this, the fact that this shed exists and there's a bong here means that you're a cool mom, Mrs. H. Uh, it means that I'm a clueless mom, Amir. That's actually I, I, what uh, it means. I, I plead the fifth. I have no idea. <laughs> I, there's also holes just punched in the ceiling somehow. Well, honestly, I think the thing that's scaring me the most is there seems to be a lot of stuff that's like been stolen, like street signs. and yeah. I just, this is going to pan out to reveal this podcast playing in a courtroom. <laughs> you're going to be on the witness stand. It's like, so is this your voice? Uh, it says there appears to be a lot of stuff that is Ms. stolen. <laughs> is this your voice, Ms. Hurwitz? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, well, thanks for coming on the show. This is a very uh, highly anticipated ev- episode. Everyone wants to know where Jake came from. <laughs> They, they're in disbelief that he was yeah. uh, raised. Well, this is where she reveals that I was adopted. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, uh, raised by wolves or something like that. That would explain no. a lot of the dog-like behavior. Yeah. Uh-huh. Seriously, no. this is an intervention, though. Yeah. No, I, I ate a rabbit, so <laughs> someone help me. I think I'm fucking part wolf. Well, oh, wait, who, who wrote the, uh, that song? Oh, Jason uh, or Jace. J- Jace. Yeah, cool. Jace. Cool. It was when, a great song. Because you were, when you write a metal song like that, and your name is Jason, you go by Jace. Right. That didn't. Well, that's punk. That's yeah, not metal. Yeah. That's punk. <laughs> Idiot. Like, you don't get it. My mom doesn't get it. <laughs> that's what punk is. <laughs> to you don't us. have to get it. You're not supposed to get it. Yeah. That's why it's punk. That's what well, makes it punk. It's not for people over 30. Uh, well, I mean, I really liked it, and I take offense to that, Amir. <laughs> there we go. Well, I yeah. really didn't like it because I'm too old for it. So <laughs> you chose I, to play it. Because <laughs> I figured these young kids these days would appreciate it. 
Um, so have you you do listen you do listen to the show, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I I have to admit there were a couple that, um, okay, the STD test one, Mm -hmm. I listened to the point (laughs) that the results of of Jake's STD test were going to be revealed, Uh and I just couldn't do it. And so then you don't know whether or not I have STDs right Yeah, I, and I don't want to know. I'm going <laughs> to put my, my hands are over my ears. Right. No, no I, I don't want to know. Say. Herpes 1, herpes 2, <laughs> syphilis, and the clap. You know there's a syphilis 2? I think I have that too. There's it's also, a sequel. Yeah, a drug-resistant strain of gonorrhea, which I uh, don't really have as much as started. <laughs> I guess it was a confluence of the another nine STDs sort of joining forces like some sort of Voltron to create this mega disease that a science has never STD. seen. <laughs> the SSTD. The SS Minnow TD. Oh, uh, no, Jake, don't worry. Jake is completely clean. Yeah. Oh, I'm really glad to hear STD that. STD free. And then there was another episode. It said something about hot moms. That was one of the things you were discussing. And... It was this weird thing. I knew that if I happened to be mentioned, I'd be horribly, painfully embarrassed. But if I wasn't, I would be really hurt. So I stayed away from that one as well. So, okay. Those are the two I did not listen to. That's that's pretty great. I don't think my parents have listened or talked to me uh, in probably eight years, let alone. They're supportive of your brothers, though. Yeah, yeah, well, one's a doctor. The other's a designer. So they're doing very great for themselves. I'm considered a a third. I'm like a cousin. Yeah, you're doing a podcast in a shed right now. <laughs> hanging underneath a, a a sign that says football punt with a dent in the ceiling. Yeah. And a really tiny disco ball that looks like it came out of a cereal box. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. You know what's bugging me? Do you see, like, there's a lot of graffiti on the walls, and there's something that says, you haven't been somewhere until you've drank a beer there. Now, just the grammar is terrible. <laughs> that's what really terrifies me is the, yeah. gra- the syntax. The, the, I know, I know. And that's what I find most, no, that's the There's most alarming a, thing. There's also a human tooth in the wall next to that, but my mom is really pissed <laughs> oh, about uh, the grammar. Uh, the drank, that I, bugs me. I, uh, I, should, I should take a photo of this place because we're describing it so well. It's, no, it's very, uh, I don't want to say photogenic, but at least interesting uh, for you guys to at least see. Maybe I'll put that on my Instagram. Instagram.com slash Amir Blumenfeld. We really love oh those followers God, over there. That is insane. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a small man. You're petty. Oh, we should get started. Okay. Uh, do you know how the show works? Of course you do. Um, yes, of course I do. You've listened to 28 I... of the 31 episodes. Absolutely. So, yes, I do know how it works. But for those of you who don't, it's uh, we basically get emails. People who are in difficult places in their lives are so desperate for advice, they actually email a podcast and... Me and Jake sift through all the questions and try to answer them as best we can. Right. That email is if I were you show at gmail.com. You know, it's oftentimes that I have a problem and I ask my mom for advice. So, so this, this is, is everyone else's chance out there. Yeah, or, or it's true. Three and to he, five lucky people. <laughs> and he disregards it all the time, pretty much. But that's okay. But these people are these people won't take it for right, granted. Right, because I'm right. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's the attitude. <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll call this person, this is going to be a fake name, but a real email, and we'll say it's from Larry. Larry. Larry writes, so I asked out this girl who stands next to me in chorus, and she said yes. I took her out the Thursday before fall break, and I feel like we had a good time. I'm a junior at a school in the ACC, and she's a freshman. I casually texted her a little bit over fall break, and when I see her in chorus, she is nice and laughs at my jokes. However, last Thursday, I sent her a text asking her out again, and she didn't respond. Obviously, the optimistic thing to do is to hope that she legitimately didn't get the text. Or maybe she's giving me a you-gotta-earn-this booty. The crux of my question is this. What is the statute of limitations on texting a girl again if she doesn't respond the first time? The girl is cute, and we had a good time, although I wouldn't say a great one. I can tell she's not my soulmate or anything, so if we don't go out again, I'm not going to be depressed. On the other hand, I wouldn't mind giving her a hot beef injection. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> if you don't think I should try to take her out again, how long should I wait, if at all, before I considering asking out another girl in chorus? Thank you for your sage advice. My roommate and I love the show. Love, Larry. Larry. That's a weird one. Well, it's it's a very common question. It's like you you've said before, you if a girl te- if you text a girl and she doesn't text you back, you're basically never going to be able to speak to her again. Right. Every relationship early on is one missed unreturned text away from falling apart entirely. It's true. I will say that I think the excuse of the text didn't go through doesn't work anymore. It never happens. There are 
every text goes through now and it, or just, it'll tell you that it didn't go right. through. it just it go, it went through she got it a lot of the times it says if it's red or not this is like also beyond i feel like my mom you don't even know any of this shit do you well actually i a little bit i do i mean you know I, who I, with what, <laughs> what are you talking I, about I, I, I you and dad met when you were when you were 16 so Actually, i don't know like 14 14 you met when you were 14 yeah yeah and my dad was was 41 <laughs> on tinder actually <laughs> first ever tinder it was a typewriter you just hit the keyboard right you have to swipe it to the left at the end of the row no but i like know how to text and stuff you i do mean know how i to text. do know how to text but and... you sign every single one of your texts with xoxo mama yeah every single text (laughs) ends with exo mama yeah but that's i mean to my kids i don't like do that to like how do you sign the text to other people (laughs) (laughs) xo only a single hug and kiss (laughs) but but no i totally agree i don't i'm sure that the text didn't go through thing i i agree with you i think that that's that's lame i think it did go through so if you had a phone now what would you say like if if a guy texted you and you weren't interested and you responded back is there is there an amount of time that he could wait that would be appropriate or is it just like a lost cause you didn't respond once so that's you sending the message i mean like the thing i don't get and i don't get it with you guys and i don't get it with your sisters is like the whole like you know, you have to wait a certain amount of time to be like cool. You oh, can't yeah. just like be like the desperate person you honestly are and yeah. say, you know, hey, you know, did you get my text? Because right. honestly, that's what I would do because I'm that kind of person. Desperate, needy, <laughs> pathetic loser. I mean, no wonder I am that way. <laughs> Except if you can imagine, I'm one step more desperate and needy that I'm willing to commit to this painful waiting game until the entire relationship dissolves. Right. I'm so needy that I want that I'm going to like buy into this this horrid awful game. Though I've seen you fire a second bullet. Yeah, I'll do it cuz well the But how is, long do you wait? Well, I don't give a fuck. Probably, <laughs> uh so like I guess I, I can get too proud, but if I really like someone, I'll just fire the second bullet, but never three. So two emails is the most, two yeah, unrequited I don't think emails. There's a, yeah, I think there's no statute of limitations, but I think that like one is definitely a message. She, she sent it to you. Don't like, if anything, the second attempt should be even more feeble. Just like, don't invite her out. Say like there's a party or say there's like something more Oh, casual. like a group yeah. hang. So if, she's, if you're like, hey, you want to get a drink? She doesn't respond. I would text her and tell there's something going on, and then I'd be like, are you going to this thing? Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah, actually, that probably is good advice, because if he's going to be seeing this girl in chorus, and the thing that's throwing me about this is hot beef injection in the same email as <laughs> right. chorus. That's a little weird. Yeah, I'm who sorry. are you? Who are you? Are you in a yeah. chorus, or are you uh, interested in giving people hot beef injections? Right. <laughs> that. That threw me. You can't you can't be in chorus and talk about you don't have you don't have a needle that injects hot beef. <laughs> they don't give those out in chorus. You have a beautiful voice. You have, and an, that's you have it. the voice of an angel and uh, no beef <laughs> and the penis of the devil. Yeah, it's a vegan dog. <laughs> Though I think hot beef injection is a Simpsons reference, so maybe that goes along with the nerdy thing. There you go. Oh man, and I missed that, and I, I love didn't the miss Simpsons. it. <laughs> Although I'm not good enough to be in chorus either. <laughs> I'm sort of you have, a... You have no talent. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a nerd without any, any redeeming characteristic. Yeah, I can see that. Aren't you happy you didn't have a kid that was like him? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm joking. You're awesome. I'm decent. I'm decent. You do have four daughters and only two sons. This is true. So yeah, you, you're more of a daughter expert? Um, I, I think actually I'm... Pretty good with both, but I'm probably hanging with the girls more. Well, yeah, I have to say. Yeah, I would say you don't know jack shit about parenting. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the podcast, and that gives you a little bit of a leg up. But yeah, uh, that's yeah, you you for sure you were supportive, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, no, I feel I feel like I was on my own most of the time, specifically. When I was failing out of college, I felt like I was living in the basement and you were feeding me, but I, I felt like you resented it. Actually, actually, the sad truth is Jake was living in the basement. He's not even, like, that's not even ex- an exaggeration. Yeah, that's not a metaphor, I hyperbole. Yeah. I was yeah. living in the basement. He, he wanted back. to live in the basement, though, I have to point out, because he liked the Bilko door, because he could sneak in and out, and he, on several occasions, we would look out our... This is what the podcast is about. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'll just say it really quickly. We would look at our backyard, and we would see girls sneaking 
walking out the Bilko door. So <laughs> no, Jake loves that you said that. Yeah, <laughs> I only. No, I what only were they out of ten? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How would you rate their booty? Well, that's enough. <laughs> and sometimes it was more than one girl, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I did say plural. Did I not? Yeah. 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 Were you were you disappointed in Jake for failing out of school because you knew that deep down inside he was smart enough to do well if he only applied himself? Um, <laughs> no, I knew he couldn't do well if he applied himself. <laughs> that was the saddest part of all. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was disappointed for him, I guess, but he's like ridiculously resourceful and he's also really like stubborn. So, and, and he's not going to do anything he doesn't want to do. Oh, so you so. couldn't push him in any direction. Exactly. I mean, we kind of threw our hands up and we're like, you know, okay, whatever well, happens, happens. Yeah. And after it, it, the after the third the third college the, yeah. the fifth school technically because I went to two different high schools they yeah, were just like you know did. what school's not for him <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe he'll be like one of those Zuckerberg people where it's like oh school's not for him but maybe it'll be it not for him in right. a cool way right like, like I, Bill Gates yeah, yeah. The, the qualities that I have man. that you said it was like oh he just doesn't do what he wants does like he doesn't do anything he doesn't want and he's really stubborn. Sounds like awful. Like, I should have failed. I, sh- I deserved to. It's not like you had an ambition that was aside from school right. that you were dedicating your time to. I think to. I have a third quality, which is that I am lucky. Just stubborn, <laughs> yeah. I do what I want, and fuck did I get lucky by just stumbling into college humor. But he's like, also very modest, because you can see he's he's attributing it all to luck and not to any, like, sense of this, self-worth. This well, is Luck true. and a mirror, really. Yeah. Luck like, and attached, a mirror. Yeah, I, I, well, those are for, sort of the same thing, if you think about <laughs> yeah, it. It's lucky to meet right. you. Yep. Yeah, why, why take the hard road when you can just hitch your wagon to someone else that did, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're a shooting star, and I sat on top of you without yeah. getting burned somehow. It's really, uh, it's been a good ride. And here we are, full circle, back at my parents' house, and I think I might stay in the shed. I think I'm done uh, done uh, being some sort of second wheel to you. You're a beautiful unicycle, my friend, and I appreciate it. Um, should we uh, move on to the next question? Yeah, second question. Let's see. See if we can do it as good of a job with that as we did with the first one. Doubtful. Okay, this one is more, uh, perhaps more in your wheelhouse. Oh, cool. All right. Hey, dudes. Uh, oh, we'll call this person Mendez? Mendez. Yeah. Hey, dudes. I got a weird kind of problem. I'm in college, and as sort of a joke, my parents send me a pack of condoms in the mail every few weeks. The problem is that they are sending me the regular size Trojans, and upon trying one on for size, I found out that it's too tight and a tad small. I went out and bought a slightly larger size and found that they were far better. I would kind of feel bad throwing the ones for my parents out or just giving them away, but how awkward would it be to ask my parents to send me larger ones? Please help me with this conundrum. So, how awkward would it be for your child to ask you to send him larger condoms? Wow. I know I'm uncomfortable. Wow. (laughs) Because Um. you had the opposite problem. (laughs) Mom, these condoms are borderline dangling (laughs) off my hog. Mom, I think I just need dental dams and that's it. (laughs) It's like a skinny man wearing a triple XL raincoat. I'm just moving around in there. It's not doing goddamn anything. Oh, I never wore condoms. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I don't know. I feel like he should be going out and buying his own condoms, perhaps, um, and not kind of troubling his parents. And, you know, these are too small. I mean, that just seems kind of pissy. What kind of parents send their children uh, condoms now that you know a lot of parents? I mean, I would totally do it, actually. And uh, there was – I'm probably saying something I'm not supposed to say here, but let me say it anyway. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, Not that many people listen to this podcast. um, All right. My younger son, Micah, who is a <laughs> I just a love the sophomore. idea of him listening to this right now. Hey, Mikey, I'm sorry, His man. His blood is boiling, wondering where this <laughs> oh, is going. Well, oh, no. sorry. Um, he wanted me to get his um, lifeguard swimsuit out of his bureau because he forgot it. He was on his way to work. And he warned me that there was a large box of condoms in the drawer. Uh-huh. And rather than being shocked, I was like, yeah, all right. Someone oh, taught good. you well. Yeah, so and what happened there? Who taught him well and that didn't teach his older brother? Um, it, it was probably Jake who taught him well. <laughs> I'm thinking I, told, I mean, I tell him to wear condoms. I, I, so, I, guess I would advise anybody out there to wear condoms. And I should be wearing more condoms than I do. I, I mean, I try to wear I do. For, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm backtracking right now. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but everyone should wear condoms. And I did, because I love my brother, tell him that he should be using condoms. So as as terrible as a person you are to yourself, you're not a bad influence on the young ones around you. I hate me. I love my brother. Oh, you love your brother more than yourself. Right. 
Or another way to think of it as you understand the consequences. You're just incapable of uh, changing your actions because of them. Right. Yeah. I don't. I. Yeah. I guess. I. I guess. I. I think I understand consequences, but there's also part of me that doesn't understand consequences. I mean, I. You know I can, what they are. I recognize are. that they're a real thing. Right. But they never occur to me in any way, in any real way at all. Like cause and effect. You yeah. just do not see. Yeah. Like when you're failing a class, you're not like, oh, this will adversely affect me in the future. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do work right now, so I will not. Yeah, and I do think like, oh, man, this is, um, you know, people are saying this is going to have a bad effect, and I understand that that's how it works. But then I'm also like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, what's the big, what's the, if I fail math, then do I not get into college? And I would always be like, I'll get into college somewhere. <laughs> I, the the I sad thing is, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I did fine. Yeah, and then I didn't true. get into, I was like failing out of school. I was like, well, I'm not going to go to this school. So I'll go somewhere else. And the, sure enough, I went somewhere else. I'm like, oh, I don't like this one. And uh, maybe I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> like, if I, I always think that like, if I, I don't know. As bad as I fuck up, I'm not going to be like dead until a certain point when I am. And then I won't even realize that. <laughs> so maybe your luck thing is absolutely correct. This comes back to the nothing bad has ever happened to Jake Hurwitz model. Yeah, nothing bad happens to me. Where if, if 100 people act like that, maybe 99 out of them will learn their lesson in a big way. But there's going to be that one person that just feels invincible and is. Yeah, I'm touched. <laughs> and untouchable. <laughs> Oh, did you feel that growing up or when Jake was a youngster? Did he act in that regard as well? Yeah. Actually, he was kind of Teflon. I mean, stuff <laughs> that would really adversely affect any other human being. I mean, like, okay, Hebrew school. Um, he would run away from Hebrew school. He just wouldn't show up. The rabbi would call, where's Jake? And, <laughs> what age is this? Um, from the time he was probably um, 10 to the time of his bar mitzvah. 10 to 13, just running away from school. Yeah. And then the rabbi like made this special haftorah half that was like a really super small <laughs> That Jake... He edited the Bible for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind we, of. I didn't abridge Taf Torah because I didn't learn the whole thing. This is true, and every it was the best bar mitzvah ever. <laughs> it was so. So you didn't fun. get once again. You didn't learn your lesson. You're like, I can run away because I'll still have the best bar mitzvah ever. Right? Yeah. People will still show up and give me money, and there's like four people in this entire congregation who will realize that I did half a half Torah. And everybody's just going to be happy that I only did half a half Torah because it's a short ceremony. <laughs> I mean, this, these weren't things that were going on in my mind. These are just things that the universe hands to me. <laughs> like, I, see, I realize now how amazing it was. But, but that's totally different, like, the way I was. Like, I would never, I would be afraid to get yelled at in school. Like, I would be afraid that I didn't do 100% on my homework. Like, I had that fear that I would, ha I would feel like, I had a feel, fear of failure that was basically, like, on the other end of the spectrum, too severe. Like, I would cry if I missed a day of school, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, my God, what if I don't know this thing? How am I going to catch up? Like, what, what, what does that say? What does that say about me? What's more healthy? That is so interesting. I was more like you growing up, definitely. Yeah. My parents, you know, I, I just didn't have that kind of leeway. With Jake, I don't know. We gave him a really long leash. <laughs> yeah, so you were I mean, more progressive. You weren't a strict But I also never you? felt yeah, like, no, I never no. felt like there, I wasn't going to get in trouble. I wasn't like, I'll run away from Hebrew school and my parents won't even care. It was like, they, you guys cared a lot and yeah, I would get yelled yeah. at. And you guys would send me to my room and like, you'd, I'd be punished. But I was just like, <laughs> once I got there, I was like, okay, the yelling's over and now I'm happy. <laughs> and I don't think about it. But were you scared of your parents yelling at you? I was scared of, I wasn't scared of my mom yelling at me because my mom never really yelled. Whereas one time in high school when you called me an asshole and that sort of hurt my feelings. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I, was, I was being an asshole. But oh, there's only so God. much uh, teenager boy that you could take before you just... Yeah, I mean, uh, I was an yeah, asshole yeah, for my entire yeah. life and you finally said it once when I was a senior in high school. I think it was okay. And, and now I feel horrible about it. <laughs> of course you do. My but my dad, my dad would like yell at the drop of a hat for no reason, just shriek, <laughs> scream. And maybe that's what, what it was because he like he yelled about things so that were so innocuous that like... That I, got, I became desensitized to yelling and discipline or something. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that could be. Like, he would yell at you for, like, taking too big of a bite of your dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yell at you for taking too big of a... Which you still do, by the way. You still shovel food right, into your like, mouth at I mean, an alarming rate. I mean, you for literally everything. At a certain point, you have to be like, oh, my God, relax. <laughs> so, like, the, there wasn't, like, some... It wasn't special when I was punished. I was just yelled at all the time. <laughs> My dad just sort of doesn't have volume control. Mom, you were great. Dad ruined me. <laughs> Which is why I think he can do a lot better. Yeah. Why are you with dad? 
Why? You're so out of dad's league. <laughs> oh, so not true. He is so awesome. And and I just want to tell the condom guy, go out and buy your own and don't trouble your mom and dad. Yeah, for, buy your own. Uh, yeah, seriously. Cowardly and and don't even tell them. Don't tell them that your condoms were too tight. Don't Why? do isn't that. that. Isn't that a isn't that a good thing? It's like being I, like, oh, I'm too smart for these classes. Not quite. Not quite. No. That's information they do not need. But it's better that way than the other, or does it matter? Um, better that way that it's too tight than too loose. Are you? Uh, how dare you ask her what? that? I'm just saying, as a parent, do you want your kid to be rack stacked and jacked? I think as a parent, you like don't want to know. Just like as a kid, do you want to know anything about what your parents are doing? No. You really do you want to know about your dad? No. You yeah, don't, I, do you? Just, no. Do you, do you want to tell me something? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I'm serious. We'll get on Tinder right now. I swear to God, give me three swipes and I find you three bachelors better than dad, cooler than dad, definitely stronger, smarter, funnier, maybe even richer than dad. If you can imagine. If you can imagine someone richer than the guy that afforded this shit. <laughs> I love my daddy. <laughs> daddy gives me money. I failed out of college and daddy let me go home. I moved to home and then my dad fed me, clothed me. <laughs> he yelled at me, but whatever. I still got to play Game Boy in the room. Sure, he seemed mad, but he, he still gave me shelter and money. I love my dad. Daddy! Oh, God. We're learning. We're learning. We are learning. Not me. <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't have to learn. Will there be a rock bottom for you? Will you will you have to will you force yourself to learn something, or do you think you're just this is it? At, at age twenty eight, you're not going to get any less stubborn. I've hit rock bottom a couple times. I feel like I've been with you when I was like, this is I have to change. This is like really bad when I'm like super hungover or when I've like done something really like mean to a girl. Yeah, and I and I change for like a couple days, and then I just I like forget. The way I just I think I forget feelings, which is maybe a it's called know. regressing to the mean. And usually mean means average, but yours just actually means mean. You're actually regressing <laughs> to a mean person. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Your mean is being mean. Yeah. You're regressing to a anger. Thanks. I really appreciate that. You know what? At age 30, I think uh, now that I'm 30, I can speak with some level of wisdom. You know, me and your mom are over the age of 30. We are like sort of in that same age level. Mm -hmm. I think once you reach our age bracket, you're going to you're going to realize that things aren't as things aren't as young and happy and innocent anymore. You're going to have to start uh, addressing your your actions with consequence and you're going to have to start adjusting your uh, attitude and your behavior. This... Ooh, Amir, that was good. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm totally sorry. You're fine. You're yeah. immune. You're invincible. <laughs> I feel like you th- you were saying that to someone that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was on Tinder during that yeah. speech. Thing is, he was. Uh, He's not even joking. <laughs> I, I get away with everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, O.J. Simpson in that regard, <laughs> who also got away with everything, and then he finally got caught. Yeah, for yeah. selling his own memorabilia or stealing it, whatever. He's, he's, Held the guy up at knife point. Well, that was part of taking his memorabilia, though. Jesus. Well, I know. I'll I'll, I'll change. Anyway, uh, next question. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll totally quit. I'll change. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. Hey, guys. About seven months. Oh, wait. This is uh, from a dude named Healy. Healy writes, about seven months ago, I broke up with a girl because I wasn't that into her. Since then, I found a new girl that I'm crazy about. She's hashtag dope. However, I find I get really jealous when I hear about how my ex has been hooking up with other guys. I feel the need to hook up with my ex, but I don't want to ruin things with the new girl. What should I do? Yeah. Yeah, you feel the need to hook up with your ex. Oh, yeah, he my feels God. the need. He doesn't like her anymore. He's with a better person, but he's just he really does feel the need. He feels that pull. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a girl. What do you, oh, what do you think, need? Mama? I think this guy has a ridiculous ego. Let it go, buddy. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. You know? I agree with my mama. <laughs> I love my mom and I love my dad. <laughs> they give me everything even though I don't deserve it. <laughs> Yay! But this email was written from you. <laughs> it is. I mean, I think it's normal to feel jealous after, um, after you've broken up with someone. I think it's... It's normal to to you know hear that she's hooking up with people and feel like oh, I I don't like that, but you can't act on those feelings and like go and ruin her life and the girl who you're with just because yeah. you're jealous. 
Yeah, and actually what I find really troubling is you're with a better girl and you have no intention of going back with the other girl. You just want to hook up with her. Why? To like show her like <laughs> you know how great oh, your loving is and right. how she's you know is that yeah, that now that I really Yeah, I yeah, I've done this a million times. <laughs> so what it is is you don't want to feel like those guys have something that you don't have. So you need to sort yeah. of go back and assert yourself and be like, not only do I still get to sleep with you, but you still have feelings for me and everything you do with anyone else from now on is going to be meaningless. Yeah, and then you get to go back to the girl that you like and you get to be like, I have a secret that will ruin your life if I tell you. <laughs> Suddenly so, I have the advantage over my ex, yeah. my current, and my future. I, you always have something up your sleeve. Yeah. So yeah, Um Totally, that's me. Do you hate that I'm your son? <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. I mean, I don't think you're. I think you're joking around right now. I am hoping, <laughs> but I'm I serious. can't imagine. I can imagine you having that impulse to go back to somebody, but I can't imagine you ever acting on it because. I think you're a lot more... Because <laughs> I can't imagine it? Because I won't allow myself? I, I mean, you're like a good... You're a very... Like, I know I'm not supposed... This is probably a terrible thing to say. I think you're like a really good person. Like, basically good and sensitive. Deep down. How yeah. deep down? <laughs> maybe, maybe a couple layers What's the deepest level? Down. Yeah. Because if you go deeper than that, am I an asshole again? Or is it a uh, good guy, <laughs> asshole, good guy? Right. How, like layers what's, of what's the, shale yeah. or something. Sort of <laughs> what's out? the core? Good guy, shell... <laughs> then just bad guy, bad guy, like almost down to the core. At the yeah. core, there's just sort of a thick Tinder shell <laughs> so, there. So here's here's what it is. It's a peanut butter M&M, candy-coated asshole. No, candy-coated nice guy. Chocolate asshole. Peanut middle, good guy again. Ooh, interesting. That, I like that. So your like your candy exterior is what attracts ladies to you. It's like, oh, this guy's a good guy. He's so nice. He's so friendly. He's a wonderful conversationalist. He's tall, attractive, funny, humorous, whatever. Wow. Below that, what they don't see is the chocolate. They're like, uh-oh, maybe if I really knew every impulse and thought that he had, I wouldn't be as attracted to him. Right. Yeah. But then... Deeper down underneath that is the fact that you're self-aware about that chocolate layer. Because most people are chocolate and then you get to the middle and it's just chocolate. They're just chocolate M&Ms. You're a peanut M&M and that peanut is that level of self-awareness that you have that says, you know what? That chocolate layer does exist. I am an asshole. But at the same time, I'm not too inclined to change it. You don't want to just be a candy-coated peanut. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Amir. This is therapy. That was amazing. That was this amazing. <laughs> I really am empowered. I'm a chocolate-covered peanut M&M. No, no, no. no. You, you didn't, forgot that. And I can no. fuck whoever I want. <laughs> and I don't need to, to give a shit about who they are. And if I fail, if something goes wrong, I'll move home and my dad and mom will take care of me. I really think that's what's going to happen. As shed is oh. my witness. There are no consequences for me. <laughs> That's a song that I'm working on. I only have the first line right now. <laughs> I was too busy on Tinder to finish the song. <laughs> My one-man show, There Are No Consequences for Me. <laughs> you were talking about doing stand-up and talking about your exploits because they are very entertaining to listen to. Yeah, I really wanted to do a one-man show, but I'm too scared. Because you're afraid that it'll expose you as not a nice guy? I think no, just because I'm like afraid I would forget the words when I was up there. <laughs> just like I would write it all down and it would be funny. So I don't know. On a much more superficial level. <laughs> yeah, that's just, right, right. I'm afraid I would like my voice would uh, crack and people would think I mean, that I'm gay. It goes way to way more people than like a one man show at the UCB would. Right. But yeah, this is like, no, I'd just be afraid. Yeah, that would be like actually terrifying, I think, to get up there and, you Performing know. Performing hard. But right. that's therapeutic. You talk about this podcast as therapy. What about exposing yourself in front of strangers well I guess this, that's what this is yep. only I get yeah. to do it for you yeah well, I guess being doing it live probably would be therapeutic I'm just too too nervous yeah I no I can't, I can't <laughs> she can't imagine me doing it <laughs> <laughs> I also don't see you succeeding <laughs> uh, let's take a little uh, mental breather right now I wanted to ask you of all your children you have six kids right yes You're a yes real I beast. do First a real of, beast for that yeah, one I'm uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Jake is an older sister. Then Jake was born. Then you guys had triplets. Yeah. And then you had a, a child after the triplets. Right. A surprise. Yeah. <laughs> a bonus Jonas, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, what w well, this is a question I asked your husband, actually, a couple months ago. What would you say is the perfect amount of kids to have in retrospect? You know, in retrospect, well, I can tell you we started out to have, our intention was to have three 
but sometimes the best things are beyond your intention. And honestly, six was perfect. Great, because uh, he said two without batting an eyelash. Uh, I didn't even finish my question before he said two. <laughs> really is, well, Jake, really Jake would have slid in under that wire. You're, you know, yeah, number you two in line. It. It's the, it. the but, other. Yeah, I, wonder, I would have been very different if I only had, if it was just me and Hannah. If there, yeah. were, if there weren't triplets, if there weren't Micah. Yeah, yeah, I think the whole family dynamic would have been a lot different. Yeah. But did you worry about Jake the most as a child? Definitely. Like, Oh, you mean just kind of behaviorally? Yeah, let's say like when Hannah was 18, Jake was 16. Triplets uh, were like 12 and Micah was 8. Oh, who gosh. did you? Who, whose future did you fear about the most? Jake, without a doubt. I, I often say that Jake was like this like kind of trailblazer in a way. Like absolutely nothing could surprise me after <laughs> Jake. Um, but I loved, I actually love that about you. I mean, honestly, Jake, you, you've made me open my mind a lot. I think it's just true. A lot of my friends who had, you know, good kids, doing air quotes, good kids. (laughs) Not like Jake. (laughs) In the traditional sense, like they did charity and weren't mean to people. I I mean, you know, to be woken up at three in the morning because a friend of yours has gotten hit over the head with a bat and or to have the some the police you know, knocking at the door saying, your son um, drove off with the gas pump thing sticking in the car and he broke the pump and now the mobile station wants you guys to make restitution. I mean, you know, there was stuff like that all the time. And I, I, it just like, we kept saying it can't get any worse than this. And then it would, it would get worse. (laughs) So you're no, you're not at rock bottom yet, actually. Yeah, really. Shit. You know, I didn't have, I had such a uh, sheltered childhood. And now that Jake and I have ended up in more or less the same place, I wish I had been crazier because like, what did I, what what was I such a pussy about for if now I'm sitting in a shed across from this asshole doing the same thing as him? He had an amazing childhood. Meanwhile, I'm I'm at math camp every summer trying to figure out the best way to academically further my career. And here I am in the same goddamn shed. Yeah, how is that fair? How is that good? Life is not fair. It's not a meritocracy. That's what I've told many people. It's not a meritocracy. A meritocracy. Ooh, that was good. That's my new book, actually. Uh, A meritocracy on peanut butter or M&M's and you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But maybe if I was like you, we wouldn't end up uh, doing what we're doing because it doesn't take two people like that. Like yeah, you. I, think, I think that's like probably what it was that like we were opposites that we like found some like happy medium. It's definitely what makes the podcast better. Kind of like your marriage. I yeah, that is uh, some kind of weird robot and you're an emotional <laughs> hip <hip-hop. laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, well, Dad's very commonsensical. He's definitely Just left like brain. He's like you, yeah. yeah. And he was always like, you know, super high achieving in school and Jeez. strict. And his mother wanted him to be a doctor. I and... need to find my own Jake's mom. The uh, Dharma to my Greg. Uh, yeah. Th- honestly, that when that show came on, I thought it, that's us. Or j- there was this show called Bridget Loves Bernie that was on in the seventies about a Jewish. How high old meeting. are you, Mom? I'm ancient. I'm ancient. What, were you born in the sixties? <laughs> <laughs> but I do think you need a balance and you guys totally you balance each other really really well yeah the thing do. that scares me is that I found my soulmate and it's just a mirror so like there's no <laughs> chance of me finding love like this doesn't happen twice I think at this Lightning point it doesn't strike twice it might be better to just be gay I think like I, the hard part and is we've tried <laughs> I actually wanted you on the podcast to uh okay tell me it didn't take it was hard we did it in high school you did ask me once if I was gay do you remember that yeah, and I had a well. Do you remember the guidance counselor in seventh grade asked me about that? You really? don't remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You- <laughs> he was actually wondering if you could hook Jake up with him. It's like, is Jake gay and does he like dudes like me? <laughs> well, I'm not buff, but I'm pretty cut. Well, he was he was <laughs> being I'm good at guidance. <laughs> He was being um, bullied on the school bus. You remember this, Jake. Now, this is another embarrassing story. He was being bullied by guys on the school bus, and they were calling him gay and the F word that I can't say <laughs> because I don't talk like that. And um, when I went to the guidance counselor, I said, you know, this is very disturbing. I mean, Jake's, you know, coming home really upset. I think you were crying every day. It was horrible. I, but anyway, the guidance counselor, rather than saying those those kids should not be bullying Jake, he said, well, 
is he gay? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst like, thing I've ever heard of. I like know. You, to see well, seventh why. graders being picked on, like you gay, you homo. He's like, Mrs. Hurwitz, I have some pretty bad news for you. Uh, you know Rod and the bunch of the cool dudes? They're uh, under the suspicion that your son is a homo. Yeah, he's a queer loser. <laughs> he high fives the bullies. <laughs> is there any chance that Jake is in fact a queer mo? I, uh, I should say something to them, but I don't know. There's kind of a lot of them. I'd hate, right. I'd hate for me to yell at them and then uh, them be right. <laughs> I don't want them to think I'm gay. <laughs> what a terrible uh, guidance counselor that he was on the bully side. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was truly disturbing because I thought, school. well. We didn't like that school. Yeah, we didn't like that school, and that's why you went to private school. So there you go. Well, you <laughs> let me stay in that school for another four yeah. years. Yeah, well, we wanted you to toughen <laughs> up, to Jake. School. We wanted you to toughen up. That was weird. I spent, like, I spent all, you know, first, like, K through six, cool, having friends. And then we moved one year. <laughs> and I went to a... Um, a new school for seventh grade and I was just the hugest loser for one year and then like I went back to school in eighth grade and it was like people forgot that it happened that I wasn't cool I went back to the same school and it was I wasn't cool but it was just I was normal yeah yeah that's true one worst year of my life which maybe in like retrospect was kind of formative yeah because no comedian is cool throughout their childhood otherwise they wouldn't have to be funny well see so fortunately for me I just had one year of bullying yeah and that shit and that let me be a comedian so I didn't have to endure that (laughs) another thing that serendipitously worked out for you yeah, yeah. I mean that me. that's actually really true you had that one off year where you were into wrestling figures and I'm sorry I won't go into wrestling it. figures were cool that was not why I was that cool <laughs> that was actually the coolest thing about that me that was the one thing I had going for me <laughs> what was the loserous thing about you I don't I don't think I, there was nothing like loserish about me it was just like I was on the wrong bus line and there was like one kid who decided that I was gay yeah like that was it where is he now you know it's amazing actually yeah this is a good story you tell it Jake <laughs> Uh, this asshole, this little shithead that like ruined my, like h- at least half my year of seven. Do you want to say his name? I know. <laughs> I can say. No. I won't say. The, I won't say the full name. I'm saying. Uh, and if you're listening, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 this is so small. I'm like me and my mom are gonna yell at you on a podcast. <laughs> so you're but, the queer now. So I, I, you know, I didn't think about it for a long time, and then one day at. Um, I was at work. I was in charge of hiring interns, and he had applied to be a college humor intern. Wow! You should have yeah. you should have hired him and made him be your like lackey. I talked. To, I remember I talked to Sarah Schneider about it, and I like told her the whole like the whole entire story because it was I was so like oddly happy just to know like because he sent me his resume, like saw what he had been up to, it was jack shit. And we should bleep his name. I don't. I really don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to. Know, no, no one's gonna know. Is a ubiquitous name. It's not like that's his not name even his real like name. Xavier. Yeah, that's right. Um, his name's something different. But uh, so he like, hadn't been up to a lot, and he like also name dropped me. He's like, I think Jake Hurwitz works there. Like we went to school together, and I was like, and I just didn't. Res- I just like I'm gonna treat him like I treat every intern that we're not hiring. And I just won't even respond, and that was it. He's actually the CMO of a Fortune 500 company now. <laughs> yeah, he's working at Intel, and uh, he started Buzzfeed. <laughs> If you can believe it. And he's standing outside the shed. <laughs> oh, God. Here he is. He's with two chicks that he met on Tinder. He's a bulldozer in the deed to this house. Mommy, push Dad down. <laughs> he's stealing Dad's money. Daddy. Daddy, what do we do without your money? <laughs> he pushed Dad down, but you only care that he took Daddy's money. Yeah, without Daddy's money, I don't have my cell phone. I don't have my car. I don't have my apartment. How do I eat without Dad's money? <laughs> Daddy. Daddy, your money. <laughs> That's everything you are. <laughs> to me. We should have your dad as a guest later on. Oh. Just like as the most uh, practical, pragmatic, uh, as you said, oh left brain person I know. Yeah, that would, be funny. that would be really funny. Interesting show. <clears throat> um, should we get to one last question before we have to get out of here? Let's do one final one. We'll do it. Uh, this one comes from another dude. We'll call him Piper, even though that's a female character's name. All right. Hey, dudes. So I was Skyping with my girlfriend, and she told me she was watching the show Naked and Afraid. Then she made the comment, I would love to be on that show. I couldn't help but feel incredibly disappointed in her, and I told her that I would not be okay with her being naked on national TV, let alone being with a naked guy for 30 days in the woods. She then said that I was being crazy for being weird about it, and hypothetically, if she was asked, she would accept to be on the show, even though I would forbid it, because I would be selfish for robbing her of the experience. We then proceeded to get into a huge argument, 
argument. Am I crazy for having an issue with the thought of my girlfriend being naked on national TV? Or should she respect my feelings? And if she hypothetically would be asked to be on the show, she should say no. Thanks, Piper. That is so convoluted, but also it's amazing. That's such a relationship problem like, this, this hypothetical problem yeah, i mean just such a huge fight over nothing yeah the word hypothetical was you was used way too many times i think for this to even just, really just be if you're a like question. grammar from a grammar standpoint here yeah too much hypothetical and anything hypothetical you should not have a huge issue with it's hypothetical yeah. sorry but but maybe there's a real issue here and that this person uh this relationship isn't built on a solid ground well i mean the issue is that he <clears throat> thinks he can use words like forbid for his girl, like I forbid this. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely forbid this. Are you like so you're you're like a you're a mean husband from but, the 1950s? <laughs> but he's forbidding a hypothetical, which makes it a little. Okay, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, maybe it is an issue. The word forbid is also yeah, it's a very heavy I don't word. Think he you're should, right. I don't think he should be you're speaking right. like that to anyone. No, no. I, I don't know. It just it also it doesn't matter at all. I think I guess my advice for a situation like this where you're like getting upset over a hypothetical. This is similar to the guy who's, the girl was like, um, I would rather have a threesome with two guys than two girls. And he got really upset. Right. Just like, I mean, just immediately drop it and keep in the back of your mind, if it ever comes up, that's when you come out swinging. There's no need now to have this fun. You don't have to put your foot down on something that doesn't exist. Right. Put it on the back burner. And if anything, you'll seem cool and it's it's just going to die down. She's like, I want to be on the show on Naked and Afraid. Like, oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. If that, if that ever came up, I would support that. And then, since it never, ever will, you'll never have to deal with it. Or, if it does, then just be like, actually, I'm really not okay with this. And then you guys have the big fight when it means something. But you can never forbid. You can just state your case and see if she goes with it or not. No forbidding, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. At, wow, you guys are really wise. I was hung up on that word hypothetical. But you're right. I mean, there maybe is an underlying issue thing. I think it is the word forbid. And I do think the fact that this is all hypothetical. Well, yeah. what if Jake's dad wanted to be on this show naked and afraid with a naked person on TV for 30 days? Would you forbid it? Not at all. I would <laughs> applaud it. You used to want to be on Wife Swap, didn't oh, you? Oh, I wanted to be on Wife Swap. I did. And if they were still doing the show and if Fuck, anyone... Even if they're not doing the show, if anyone's out there down to swing or whatever... <laughs> we went to a swingers party and just uh, no one... Everyone left our keys in the bowl. It's like they made some kind of pact. Uh, you we were guys... the only people at a swingers party that went there together and left together. You... You guys know what wife swap is, right? Where it has nothing to do with swinging. You know that, right? right? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, all right. Just, I want it to be clear. Yeah, I want I it to be clear. That's just you become a mommy at a different house for a week or two. Yeah, and I really want to- get any to... of our money? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I wanted to find the polar opposite of our house. Yeah, which... like and a polar opposite of dad, which is just like- a strapping, handsome, smart, charming man who's like good with people. I'm dead serious. Check this out. I know people. Amir knows people. Your dad, for instance, maybe maybe has some friends who are doctors. Yeah, I doctors. guess my dad's friends with doctors. Yeah, doctor. like this is insane that you're slumming it with this with this fucking with this fucking. I don't even want to call him a dude because he's not one of the dudes. He's a He's a weird little man child. And I can't believe I can't believe that I'm half him. I really. I, I'll go to, as far as to say that I'm 100% you. <laughs> I'm a child of an affair, uh, uh, some sort of, or or some kind of immaculate conception or something. We'll go with that. But listen, you're in his shed. His, I mean, th this is, this no, is I know. dad's don't, yeah, turf. Don't get me wrong. It is dad's turf. And I it appreciate is. the cell phone. It I appreciate is. the car, the apartment, the food. You appreciate the only the materialistic things. Yeah, Absolutely not the I emotional nurturing support. I put it to my support. account every week. And I appreciate that. I still, I don't take out the trash anymore, but I get four to $8,000 put in my account a week. And I appreciate 48, that. $48,000. $4,000 to $8,000. I mean, we're not fucking crazy. Forty-eight thousand a week. Four to eight. That's still a lot. Four, what determines whether it's four, five, six? It depends seven. on how much I'm asking for. I mean, I'm always asking for ten, but like sometimes we're at odds. Sometimes he's heard the podcast and he hears me calling him out. But I don't know. I love you, Dad. I think your money's great. I think Mom can do better. This isn't about. This isn't about me and you. I'm not saying I could have a better dad. I'm saying she could have a better husband. I've stated my case. It is what it is. Uh, the people versus Sam Hurwitz. <laughs> Oh. The family versus Sam Hurwitz. <laughs> no, I love you, Dad. See the man. <laughs> Two minutes of ranting against him, and then one He's casual aside yeah. where you're not even speaking. He's standing on a building, one foot over. <laughs> ah, whatever. I love you, man. Um, anyway, if you dated, started dating at age 14, you would, you don't have any experience with exes and stuff like that, right? Well, oddly enough, I 
um, we Sam, Sam and I were really good friends um, when I was 14 and he was 16, but we didn't start dating until I was 16 and he was 18. So there was that two-year period. So that was a, yeah, there was a two-year period well, of high school boyfriends. Oh, I'm serious. Yeah. My mom, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually. I can't um, even bit it. I mean. Uh, Abandon the bit. <laughs> <laughs> Abandon we'll bit. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. Yeah, um, no, he, I, I did have uh, a couple of high school boyfriends. One of them, his, his um, girlfriend's parents were professors at Yale they were on sabbatical I was his girlfriend during that sabbatical year the girlfriend came back he dropped me so like he went to pick this girl up at the airport <laughs> and that was that done wow done. Maybe so I, that rejection is what made you rebound to dad and just that stick is with it him. that is exactly what did Amazing. it if you're listening, Whoa, full name. we will not full even name. blot that name out. There you go. Amazing. You, you're listening. I want you back. <laughs> I haven't gotten over you. I have six kids with the same man. We've been married 35 years, but I will throw it away. I'll pick you up at the airport. Please. This is my love song. And it goes like this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Good, uh, good episode. Good advice. Thank you good very advice. much, Mama. Oh, well, listen, this was really fun. Even though we were in the squalid shed, it was like so much fun. You guys are awesome. The acoustics in here are great. Yeah, we think you're awesome. And yeah. actually, you know, if you want to hear more of my mom's uh, musings, she has a blog where she writes, I think they're very lovely essays, posts, poems sometimes. Yeah. Oh. They're, they're touching and funny at the same time. They're, they're dramedy. Thanks. Yeah. Like Thank a, you. Yeah. And it's lollyblog.tumblr.com. Yeah, that's what it. Thank you. L o l l i b l o g dot tumblr dot com. Right. So if you want to know from the makers of Jake Hurwitz comes a blog. <laughs> <laughs> My second finest offering. <laughs> it goes Jake. <laughs> Jake the blog. Your other kids. Uh, yes. And uh, if if, uh, if you guys want to email in uh, to the show, that email again is if I were you show at gmail dot com. We, you won't be able to get Jake's mom's sage advice because she just did the show and she probably won't want to do it again for a long time. But uh, we'll try to uh, answer them as best we can. We're also accepting theme song submissions. That first one was from Jace and this, uh, the last one will be from Tyler. And we're also giving shout outs to people who left reviews on our iTunes page because it really helps. So thank Yay. you so much. Chinese Yay. Thunder, Steffi Love 2, Noah 12339, Sherlon B, and Ashisha. We really appreciate that, you guys. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, we still have tickets available for our show at Littlefield on November 6th in Brooklyn, so you can buy that. And we're also going on tour with Streeter. You can go to collegehumor.com slash chontour. To, we finally figured out the URL for that. Yeah. So if you, live in, if you live somewhere along the eastern seaboard or uh, the Midwest, we'd love to see you there for that. Uh, thanks again for coming on our show. Yeah, thanks, oh, mommy. man. This, this is, my is new, really fun. It's my new favorite episode. Oh. Well, second favorite because Ricky killed it. He crushed <laughs> it. But you're definitely number yeah. two in my heart. Oh, man. That means that's, so yeah, much yeah, to me. Yeah, silver medal. Still happy. <laughs> you're still going to feed me pizza after this, right? You know it. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to go eat some pizza, but thanks so much for listening, everyone. Bye. Yeah, yo, what do you know? Check it out, man, I'm a podcast show. They'll fix all your woes, they'll put up your foes. Unless, of course, you ask a question that blows. They'll do the wrong, say hi to Jake's mom. If I were you, show a Gmail to